0: joining us. Um, So we have a group here and um, we're excited to hear what you have to share with us tonight. And um, then we really welcome everyone to bring their questions and whatever feels genuine to them. Either please raise your hand on the Zoom or if you feel like the opening comes available, please go ahead and, and ask.
1: Okay, what's going on here?
0: Yeah, okay, now I can hear you
1: everything is different for me on the app did you like what's going on everything is different my phone <laughs> is all different i'm gonna manage it's not, it's not it's not it's not your fault i don't think so i don't think so <laughs> you brought also developments into my phone i thought uh, <laughs> okay great so uh, welcome everyone thank you so much for joining us i'm uh, i'm super I'm gonna try not to touch the phone. I don't know, like if I'm moving, let me check it. No, now it's okay. Okay, so in any case, thank you so much for joining us, and everything is good, Baruch Hashem. I wanted to talk a little bit about um, the current time, like where we are holding. We're holding between Lo and to Yom Kippur, and Rosh is a day of trial, as we know, and we were all standing and praying to Hashem that Hashem will help us, and the whole world, and we were mention, mentioning it in all our Shemona Yisveh, um, that Hashem will show His kingship on earth to the world, that everyone will know that Hashem is one. Now, in the prayers of Yom Kippur, the prayer is kind of similar, so in the Yisrael, when you look at the Shemunayisra, it's kind of similar. Like a person that is stuck with no special siddur for Yom Kippur or with a Yom Kippur for Rosh Hashanah, he will manage in the Isra. It's basically the same. There are like tiny differences between the Shemunayisra of Rosh Hashanah to Shemunayisra of Yom Kippur. It's basically the same. So, what's the difference? The difference is that. The intention of our heart is different between Yom Kippur and Rosh Hashanah. Our intention in Rosh Hashanah is that we're asking Hashem Yidvarach to show that He's the one that rules the world. But on Yom Kippur, after we already hopefully achieved that, that Hashem will reveal His Godliness out to the world and His light will shine and take over darkness, we're now taking our own personal sins and mistakes seriously. We're going into a personal truva. We're now, okay, now, and let's say that Hashem answered our prayers. And let's say that Hashem really revealed His goodness out to the world. And let's say that everything now is outside perfect. Now everything is good. Is it also good? to be as we are, like, is it still okay that I'm going to be in the place that I am? And therefore we need Yom Kippur, and therefore we need 10 days of Chukra, for us all to look deep into our own personal actions and to take responsibility for our mistakes, for our lackings, for our sins, God forbid, for our violations, God forbid. And the day of Yom Kippur is day of atonement. It's not a day of revealing godliness in the world, asking for Hashem to take over, for the kingship to to rule and control, the crown to shine. No, it's a personal prayer of the individual standing in front of God, in front of Hashem, in front of of the oneness, of its greatness, in in front of the the throne of honor, and really opening our hearts to Hashem. And talking talking to him like a, like a child in front of his parent, his loving parent, and really, really, really from the bottom of the heart, aiming for personal atonement for personal teshuva, and that's the difference between Rosh Hashanah to Yom Kippur, and we are now standing on those wonderful days of the preparation for Yom Kippur, and it's very interesting that. We're making a big business out of those holidays, out of those occasions, as if they matter, as if they change something. Because the regular person, for him, a holiday is like a party. He's coming to that holiday. Oh now Hanukkah, lighting candles, great. Eating donuts, wonderful. Oh now it's like bonfire, barbecue, grilling, happy. That's not the truth. About the holidays. Passover is not about matzot eating and sitting the family for the Seder. There is a special, unique, and godly light that is taking care specifically on certain aspects of our being and fixing our attributes and our midot and inspiring our souls in certain ways. Every occasion, every holiday maintains and contains within it a certain kind of light that qualifies us for the battle, for the war against the evil inclination. One time we're fighting against the Egyptians, and one time we're praising Hashem for the, the clouds of honor that were protecting us. And one time we're lighting candles in the in the darkest hour, in the longest nights, and we're shining the the night with, with the candlelight. And one time we're celebrating and dancing. And one time we're not even mentioning the name of Hashem and we're just drinking wine and we're eating meat and we're happy and we're dancing and we must be drunk for, 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 for the greatest illumination of that specific shine of Hashem to come to that specific crack that Hashem wants the light to penetrate into. You need to go in that bent way, in that weird way that is hard for us to grasp. What? That's about that Hashem. Drinking wine. How many cups you drank? Four. Me? I I drank three bottles already. That's about that Hashem. That's what we're doing? Yes. One day you're not going to eat, and one day you're going to eat like crazy amounts that you don't know how to handle. That's what Hashem wants from us, because we're not serving ourselves. We're not going to parties, Blue party, green party, purple party, Lagba Omer party, Sukkot party. It's not a Sukkot party. It's a Sukkot Avodat Hashem. It's Lagba Omer Avodat Hashem. It's Osho Shana Avodat Hashem. It's Yom Kippur Avodat Hashem. And these days are the days of preparation, of qualifying, aiming, focusing ourselves toward that great day that in that day, there is nothing but standing as naked pure revealed exposed in front of hashem and just begging for atonement just asking for forgiveness for my own personal mistakes for my violence for my anger for my depression for my sadness for my lack of hope for my my rage for 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 being not clean, for being not holy at, at all, for focusing on those dots and those dark spots of, of my personality and bringing them up on a white, clean sheet that they will all stand in front of Hashem, not hiding anything, not denying anything, not parting in any way, not eating, not drinking, no playing music, no rubbing our bodies with with oil and creams, any we are just there to say, I'm sorry, please help me, if I can do tshuva, accept my requests, help me to understand where are all my wrongs, what can I do, how can I, that is the will of our Creator, for that specific day, if you're going to do that on Purim, you messed up. You, you, that's not gonna please Hashem. Hashem doesn't want you in Purim to be broken, to break your heart with another confession and another vidu and another vidu. That's not what Hashem wants. On Purim, Hashem wants you to be drunk and happy and celebrate with your siblings, with your friends, the the greatest happy hour that, that, that a person can imagine. Different orders different moments different hours there are times to be happy there are times to be down there are times to aim to that place and to aim to that place and like we said before it's almost the same prayer there are almost no differences between the prayer of shmona to the prayer of yom kippur so what's the difference the intention of our hearts we need to aim ourselves to that great hour that in that great hour we will be focused on doing tshuva, a personal, realistic, honest tshuva, a great atonement of Hashem in front of Hashem, I meant in front of Hashem, saying the truth. By the way, on Rosh Hashanah, if, if we're going to use my mistake, because nothing is empty, nothing is, is going lost. Like, if I just now said tshuva of Hashem, so like, why, why, did, why did I say Tshuva of Hashem? I meant to say our Tshuva in front of Hashem, but those words came out of my mouth. I said the Tshuva of Hashem. Why does Hashem put that in my mouth? Always we need to listen. Everything that happens is happening for a reason. Hashem put those words in my mouth. On Rosh Hashanah, there is an aspect of Tshuva of Hashem. Why? Because on Rosh Hashanah, the day of trial, Hashem set for us, the day of judgment and trial, in day of Rosh Chodesh, in the first day of the month. And the first day of the month that is Rosh Chodesh is a time that in that time Hashem is asking from us, Haviu alai kapara, you please atone for me, bring a sacrifice for me. Means that Hashem is confessing in a certain way, on a certain need of his, of atonement. For what? et alivana, for minimizing the light of the moon, for exiling my children from my table, for saying things that now I cannot take back, like that the children will go to exile, and on and on and on. There are certain aspects of atonement, of tshuva of Hashem himself, that Hashem is asking from us, that is the tshuva of Hashem, that Hashem is taking responsibility in that day on his, so to speak, mistakes, things that are mind-blowing, that we cannot even understand what, what we even talking about. But Hashem set that day of our trial in the day that the judge himself is embarrassed in his own, so to speak, mistakes, so to speak, sins. What does it give us all? An opportunity to be judged favorably. If the judge himself is standing in the position of being brokenhearted for his mistakes, so to speak, how can he judge us? How can he be upset with our mistakes? He can relate to our condition, he can understand. And that's why Hashem with his loving mercy, loving kindness, set the day of judgment, day of trial. It was supposed to be a frightening day. Days of thunders, days of lights, days of anger, days of of like trial, come on. Like, do you know, how? like if there's a trial, no one can go out free. No one will, will, will go clean, a trial. On every thought, on every word, on every on every act, no one can go free. But Hashem himself said that that day will be in the exact time that, like we explained before, every holiday has its own unique special light. In Rosh Chodesh, there is an illumination of mercy. And that specific time of Rosh Chodesh is the time that, The moon's condition is showing and reminding us of the act of Hashem Barach, that He minimized the light of the moon. So for that act, that He minimized the light of the moon, and for that reason, many bad things, hardship took place in the world, He regrets so he is standing in that position that he himself cannot speak cannot judge who am i to judge you if i so to speak messed up and therefore he set the day of our trial to that day for us not to be judged in a severe way just for all of us to go with great compassion and great understanding so out of that day of trial we are understanding that That is the preparation for us, the understanding of us on how to do tshuva, that we should be merciful, that we should be understanding, that we should be full of compassion, that we should be loving. The tshuva is not a day of self-slaughtering, day of self-blaming, day of self-hatred and pain. It's a day of understanding that in that aspect of us being trapped in physicality, of being covered with flesh and bones, we have our lackings, we have our downfalls, and we just need to bring them up. We just need to talk about them honestly and to say to Hashem, like, "That was my mistake. Here I messed up. Over there I was not able to stand the test. That was too hard for me. That was too way too strong. Like, there was no chance in the world that I'll be able to deal with that. Like, oh, that was horrible." And on, and just honestly. If Moshe was able to do that, if Avraham Avinu was able to do it, I said it once, Avraham asked one question. He asked, how will I know that I'm really going to be inheriting the Holy Land? Hashem promised to me. Hashem just promised him and Avraham I, I'm not sure that I can say that he was doubting it, but, but he wanted the confirmation. He wanted to, like, but yeah, okay, Hashem. Hashem tells you, you're going to earn, you're going to gain. You're like, the, the million dollars are yours. Okay, but how, how will I get them? That was the question. He didn't say, will I get He didn't doubt Hashem. He just asked, okay, like, should I, sh- should I fill lottery? Should I buy a, a lottery ticket? Like, that was the question. Should I do something? Like, what is the thing? How, how will I know? For that Hashemid Bach answered to him, Pazot teda. In that you're going to know that your children and grandchildren and great-grandchildren are going to go for 400 years to horrible exile in Egypt. They will be eaten by crocodiles. They will be killed by Egyptians' officers. They will be slaughtered. They will be abused. They will be raped. They will be destroyed over there. They will suffer till they will choke and and, and scream for help. And then I'm going to save them. So that was kind of a punishment. That was a great rebuke of the Creator to Abraham's question. Abraham asked, and that was the answer. If he wouldn't ask, he wouldn't be answered so severely. After Abraham heard that, Abraham did one thing. He realized he made a mistake, he took sacrifices, he sacrificed them, and he did tshuva and moved on in his life. That's it, that's what he did. He never bought a bottle of vodka, he didn't bought a bottle of tequila, he didn't smoke 10 ounces of weed to, to forget his sins and, and his violations. He didn't do anything to forget, he just dealt with his mistake, he made tshuva, He took sacrifices, sacrificed them, did complete tshuva. And in the next day, he woke up and stood shacharit. And in the noontime, he prayed. And in the evening, he prayed. And he moved to the next and to the next and to the next. That is the way that we do tshuva. We don't look back and, oh man, I'm the worst sinner of them all. There's no way for a person like me to... That's not tshuva. That's despair. Don't be confused. Don't choose despair for tshuva. Don't switch despair for tshuva. No, tshuva is atonement. There are rules. There are ways how you do tshuva. You need to recognize the sin. You need to admit it. You need to confess. You need to apologize. You need to ask for forgiveness, to express your regret, and then to ask for forgiveness and to move forward. That's it. You don't go back. By tshuva, you cannot remind him of his sins. It's a violation. It's another sin. If you remind the Baal Tshuva, he sins, you're a sinner. We're not supposed to do so. We cannot do that. We're not, we're not allowed to do that. So if you did Tshuva and you really did Tshuva, you are not allowed to sin. You're not allowed to sin. You're not allowed to remind yourself means to keep on reminding and reminding and reminding yourself of your violation. It's not allowed for you to do something like that. So the only thing that you can do is to focus on the stages of tshuva, recognizing the sin, admitting it, confessing on it, expressing the regret on it, and then asking for the future not to fall in that trap after again. Please Hashem help me not to sin. And that's it. And then what you do? You move to the next. You move to the next. You try to find a way for you to do tshuva on the next thing. On the other thing that you can confess and for that, we have so many prayers on Yom Kippur. On Yom Kippur, we have five prayers. In Yom Kippur, we have ways to confess. We have more options to confess. We have more opportunities to explain in details. Chatanu, avinu, pashanu, bagadnu, gazalnu, divarnu dofi, velashonara, <laughs> Hevinu, virshanu, zadnu, Hamasnu and on and on and on, like all those words, they contain a certain aspect of atonement, of confession. We made a mistake, we had an intention in that violation, we desired something, we were wicked, we, like, we, we were scamming, like you go into specific details of your sins. And in the end, we're saying, and on all the things that we haven't mentioned, also we're begging you to forgive us. That's the power of the day of Yom Kippur. So in these days, we just need to prepare ourselves to that, to aim ourselves to that, and to be ready for this wonderful, wonderful option. If in this lifetime, a person would get that option that, he will not be punished for his sins, and if he will just apologize for them, they will be completely forgotten. Everyone would do so, and not not only that. Even more than just that, if you do tshuva out of love, if you like really regret, if from the bottom of your heart you regret and you understand that you made a severe mistake, if you do so, the violation is considered as if you com- kept a mitzvah. It becomes a merit. It becomes your rights. Suddenly the pack of sins that you bought in the eve of Yom Kippur, in the end of Yom Kippur, they become a pile of gold, of diamonds, of that's your treasure. I did Think about the portion of the golden calf. It was a horrible sin, but what came out of it? A Torah portion. Like, do you know how much Torah is written over there? Do you know, like, how many diamonds and pearls and rubies and, and precious stones and, like, um, amazing things, sparks and lights uh, uh, came out of that parasha? Do you know how many words are written in the Zohar on, on the golden calf? Do you know how many w- words and sections are written in the Talmud, in the Gemara, in Talmud Yerushalmi, Talmud Bavli, in all the Midrashim, in all the books of, the, of the, all the righteous people, Throughout all the generations, how many righteous people spoke the Torah on cheta on 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 cheta Egel, on the sin of the golden calf? Ke- like, can you imagine how much Torah? Where all the Torah came out from the sin? There was a sin. It was a sin. It was not a mitzvah. It was a violation. It was a horrible violation that was committed by us. And what came out of that? The greatness of Torah that is shining until today and, and forever. Now you look at yourself as that sinner. But I tell you, look, there is a future ahead of you. In the moment that you do tshuva, your avonot becomes tshuyot, The sins, they become your merits. And then it's all mitzvot. And you're a righteous man. Think about the difference between a bal tshuva to a chassid. A person that was religious from birth, from, from habit, to uh, Baal Tshuva. From, from habit, he's religious, and all his life, he's just keeping Torah Mitzvot. Like, that's that's what he used to do when he was five years old, six years old. His father took him to the Mikveh. He was going to the Mikveh. Every morning he woke up and went to the synagogue. When he was in school, he was praying Shacharit and Charvit. When he was a teenager, he was praying Shacharit and Charvit. 13 years old, putting in tefillin. The Yetzirah is a certain kind of Yetzirah. On Shabbat, he's keeping Shabbat. Like, what else can he do on Shabbat, right? Like, everyone are going to shul, everyone are going to synagogues. He's going to synagogue, he's praying, Mayrib. he's praying, he's praying, he's going to Mikveh before, Shaharit morning, he wakes up, goes to the Mikveh, go to the Beth Knesset, listens to Dvar Torah, go back home, eating a meal, another Mincha, another Mikveh, that's it, like Shabbat, great, he kept Shabbat. Do you know what happens to a Baal Tshuva on Shabbat? A Baal Tshuva is a person who was born, born in the USA, yeah? And he, that poor guy, he needs now to keep Shabbat. Every motorcycle that drives down the road, whoa, he's not driving a motorcycle on Shabbat. Every car that goes to the beach, he's not in that car. All his guys, all his friends, men, women, they're all going to the beach. He's not going to the beach on Shabbat. The Hasid, he doesn't not go to the beach on Shabbat. He doesn't have that urge. He doesn't have the desire. Every smoke, every every sound, every beat, every television, every phone that rings, it's not my phone, it's not my cigarettes, it's not my party, it's not my car, it's not me. You're not sinning on Shabbat. The Hasid, he is not not sinning. He is keeping Shabbat. But the Bad Shabbat is also keeping Shabbat and also not violating Shabbat. Do you know how heavy it is not to break Shabbat? It's way harder than to keep Shabbat. To keep Shabbat, it's easy, it's a blessing. We're, we're so happy. It's like, it's a pleasuring day. It's the most wonderful thing to keep Shabbat, but not to violate Shabbat. It's a war. It's a war against the, the inclinations. It's, it's the Star Wars. It's, it's the war against the dark forces. It's, it's, uh, it, people are, are dying in that war. People are crashing in that war. People are, are, people are failing. In that, people are failing. People are not failing in keeping Shabbat. People are failing, you're not violating Shabbat. There is the war. So Baal Shuvah, he has piles, tons of mitzvot that no one can understand even. His merits, his rights. Thank you, Hashem. Okay, so Bezat Hashem, now we're going to try to answer the questions. Hopefully, Hashem will give us the inspiration and the power and wisdom do you know why we're saying you are the one who gives wisdom to the person, and then we're asking reveal your grace upon us to give us from you, that's what we're asking, there is an extra word here why we're saying from you? We can say, Please give us wisdom and knowledge. But we're asking, Please give us wisdom and knowledge from you. Why do we need to say from you? Because we're actually asking that we're not going to forget that the wisdom is from you. Reveal your mercy upon us that we will remember that the wisdom that you're going to give us is from you. We're not only asking for wisdom. We're asking for the wisdom and for the wisdom to remember that it's from you, a humble wisdom, not an arrogant wisdom. So may the one who gives wisdom to the men, to all creations will allow me to answer your holy questions and Bezat Hashem will be answered Amen. I so are we getting ready to go thank you
0: so much yeah beautiful so I want to invite everybody if everybody has the ability to raise your hand this might be easiest because then I can just unmute you we can go in order um Otherwise, if you want to go ahead and unmute yourself here, I have some raised hands, that would be That's great.
1: That's amazing. Look, yes. at look, everything is better, like it's a new year. Huh? It's amazing, okay.
0: Okay, let's start with Rhonda here. Rhonda, please go ahead. You can go ahead and unmute yourself and and, and ask. Thank you. Hi, Rev Drawer. I Hi, have Ron. a friend who just uh, tested positive for COVID. So no, she's welcome been... to
1: the club. It's 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 like it's it's good now. Everyone already know that it's like the flu. So healthy, recovering, everything is good. You're gonna take it easy, and you will be okay. And just drink the nice cups of tea, and everything will be okay.
0: I was wondering, is she's not a very big davener, so but is there a resource that could walk her through the yom kippur Maxor? So she knows what's, what to uh, daven on her own.
1: What, what's the issue? That she will not read the, the book, the Siddur? What's the issue? That she doesn't know what to pray for and she, she won't no read clue. the Siddur? She has no clue what to pray. Okay, so we need to explain some of those concepts as much that will penetrate into her mind to understand that it's a day of atonement and to teach her about what to do, to talk to Hashem like you talk to your best friend that's the easiest way, unless there is a way for her also to read. There is a great importance on reading the written prayer. We're not like avoiding doing that. We understand that there is a great importance. The texts that were written and given to us by the holy sages are very, very important. They're very, very precious. They're very rich. They're holding a lot, a lot of knowledge. They have many keys in them to open many gates in heavens for for our sake and for the success of the world. But if a person is not holding there and he's not able to use those tools, so there are other tools, maybe lower in a certain aspect, but might be more useful for him. It's like the baby, he is being fed only with milk. Milk is not nutritious enough for an elder person, but for the child, for the baby, it's the best that he can deal with. So that will be his main source of, of feeding. So if she is in that aspect of being a child and not knowing much, and cannot really walk through the Sidhu one prayer after the next, maybe it's better to talk to her about taking that day for self observing, finding, finding some things that she wants to, to repent, to do tshuva for and maybe to confess and to explain to her the steps of tshuva and to talk about those things calmly and to guide her to to great success. By the way, an important detail about Yom Kippur is that etzem hayom mechaper, like that Shabbat enters and there's nothing to do about it, it's Shabbat. You can keep it or not, God forbid. but in reality, it's Shabbat. It's already Shabbat there. Yom Kippur is also coming, and the day itself holds within it the power of atonement, means that the day itself is cleansing, is purifying, if you were there, and you're just not rejecting it, not fighting against it, not denying its importance, it's already doing a lot of your job on its own, by itself, so. She just needs to be focused on being healthy and strong. And Hashem will open great gates of Chuva for her and for Amen. us. Be well.
0: Thank you, Rhonda. Thank you, Rav Jor. Um, okay, next, let's have Cindy. Cindy, do you want to go ahead and unmute
2: yourself? Okay, thank you. Thank you so much. Um, so, Rav Jor, thank you for this for today's um she i just it's the same question i have all the time it's concerning you know my my parents i don't want to say lashon hara but how do you go into yom kippur and try to be as 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 like positive as possible when you're dealing with family issues that constantly tries to bring you down like I try to be a good person. I try to do to give saka, I try to do kaddish. I try to be, you know, positive about myself. And but you know, I have a certain family issue that's going on now that that's just getting worse and worse. And now, you know, now that it's coming up to Yom Kippur, you start to think like, how do you, how do you, like, kind of like separate yourself from from this situation so that you can go into Yom Kippur
1: and not feel negative about yourself. Thank you. Okay, so um, thank God that uh, we know each other for a long time. And it's not the first time that you're mentioning it. So I feel welcome to enter into this situation um, through a wide open door. The problem here is not the negativity of your parents. It's not the difficulty that you're experiencing here as a child in that situation. And definitely not the Yom Kippur that is triggering you to want to be a better person. All those things are decrees that you have no way to change. The day is set. Your parents' character is already well-designed, and also your personality of trying to be a better person is also something that you are the one that you are. So those three things are not changing. The issue here, and that's from my perspective, from my, my point of view, is the main issue is why in the world you you keep doubting yourself all the time, dear Cindy? Why are you using those words, trying to be a better person, wanting to be a better person? I don't know if I met many people that are better than you. Not many, maybe few, but not many. So I don't think that you need even to try to be a better person. I think that you are a person that is consistently trying to be a better person. Stop chasing yourself and start realizing that you are a person that is always trying to be a better person and you don't need to try. That's who you are. You are a trying person to be a better person. That's who you are. You don't need to put an effort for that. That's who you are. So stop doubting yourself as if there's some corrections that needs to be done you are already a correcting person. That's what you do. Just that your Yetzirah, the evil inclination of yours, doesn't want to give you one hour of of break of of freedom from toxic negative thoughts. And he wants to destroy every green part of, of, of your land. And he wants to sabotage every moment of clarity and happiness. And that's why he makes you doubt yourself and lowering your self-esteem and letting you think and penetrating those, like pushing those thoughts into your mind for you to doubt your actions as if the happiness of your parents depends on you. The atonement of Am Israel depends on you to be a better person. Excuse my language, it's nonsense. It's not your fault. You are a correcting person, a loving person, very patient person. I can tell you that many of my best friends wouldn't stand the tests that you are standing and bearing and and holding and embracing with great love. Many of us would reject and kick even elder parents, God forbid, it's not easy many people sending their parents to homes, many people are sending their parents to to be okay on their own, like not everyone are like every day seven times a a day going and visiting and checking in and going and opening and closing and ventilating and cooking and bringing and and replacing and changing and helping and assisting and advising and consulting and asking the Rav, what should I do to be a better person? Not everyone are in that position at all. And it doesn't make them such villains as well. Some people are just not able to, to hold so much. Some people are struggling with less and it's already too much for them. And you, you never stop taking more and more and more upon yourself. So maybe you're going to try to look at the bright side of your great activity and get into that great day of atonement like those bright angels that we are similar to them in that day that are standing with their leg tall and straight and standing in front of God and talking to him, and praising him, and saying, Kadosh, Kadosh, Kadosh Adonai Tzevaot, Melocho aretz kevodo and, and filling the world with Hashem's goodness. There are aspects to Avodat Hashem. Not everyone should do tshuva on Yom Kippur, like I explained deeply before. Some of us should just stand as the angels that they are, and be an angel and shine. You can do chuva, you can read the text, you can also aim for us and for other people that maybe not doing chuva so good. And 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 to aim for the Klaal Israel and for the great public of the world, for everyone to come closer to the truth and stop chasing yourself.
2: Okay.
1: Already.
2: Okay. I, I it's understand. a waste,
1: it's a waste of of precious hours. It's a it's a it's 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 pain that you're causing yourself by listening to your Yetzirah. Yeah. We're not getting into any conversation with him. He's talking filth and nonsense since day first, talking Lashonara, talking bad. Look what he's doing. Look what she's doing. Look what they're doing. Look what you're doing. Look what I'm doing. Like, look what's going on. Like, all that time, judging and criticizing and, 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 and categorizing and cutting and dividing and spreading and, 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 and consistently Poking and rebuking and stabbing and, and and crucifying. Let it let it do its own job on 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 himself. Like tell him, look, you know, you know what happens to me when I'm doing it and I'm finding myself that there is a complaint. Like I'm finding myself struggling in it You know what I'm doing? I'm taking a few steps back and I'm saying to Hashem, why do you let this? I don't want to say the word, talking talking to me. Like, I came to speak with you. Why is he answering me? That's what I'm saying to Hashem. Why that idiot is talking to me instead of you, Hashem? I'm talking to you, Hashem. You're the father of mercy, your kindness. Why this judging personality this full of judgment personality is answering for you. Like, can't you talk to me, Hashem? Am I not worthy that you're going to talk to me that you brought the devil to answer to all my requests? I'm not talking to him. I, I drop the conversation. I drop the conversation and I start talking to Hashem again. My hit, my hit is not with the devil. I'm not convert, uh, talking to the Yetzirah. If I'm finding myself in the hitbodedut when I'm talking to Hashem, that suddenly I'm struggling with complaints and with judgments, and but you're doing this and you did that, and that's happened because that you messed up in that. I, whoa, 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 what's that noise? I didn't come to listen to you. I came to talk to Hashem. Bye-bye. Walk away. I'm looking to Hashem and I'm saying, hey, Hashem, why is he interfering in our conversation? Why can't I speak with you? Why can't I hear you? Why do I need to listen to his nonsense? What's all that noise? Hashem, please reveal your kindness upon us. Show me your unconditional love. If there is something I need to correct, please illuminate my eyes for me to recognize it. Everything with grace, with kindness, in a nice way. We want to talk. (laughs) We don't want to fight. We're not coming for a war. It is not a war, it is a conversation. Try that. Thank you, Cindy. Okay.
2: Thank you so
0: much. Thank
1: you. Nice, thank you
0: so much. Okay, David, um, thanks for your question. Do you want to go ahead and ask?
1: Shalom, and many blessings. What's going on? How are you? i'm doing well i'm um this uh, this uh, annoying guy is, is like attacking uh, hourly but Hashem, we're doing good we have some the- nice books in our bookcase. we have some uh, nice friends that we can chat with we have some things to cheer us up and uh, we're moving forward He's attacking and and we're moving forward it's only noise okay? we're doing good what's attacking i didn't understand the Yetzirah, the Yetzirah, the negative thoughts, they're trying okay. to sabotage, they, they, that's their job, the negative thoughts are coming to, to, they pretend to be a way, the lie is trying to make you believe that it is the truth, hmm. that's, the, 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 that's what lie is all about, to pretend to be the truth. So the Yetzirah, he pretends to be God and he's full of judgment and rage and anger and he's the punisher and wants everyone to be judged for their actions. That's the devil. That's not God. He's just pretending. So you need to recognize, oh, negative thoughts? Bye-bye, not talking to you guys. See you, bye-bye. And you move forward.
3: I had a huge breakthrough over Rosh Hashanah. Um, (laughs) I had some challenges that came up and it just got to a point where I just started laughing. I got this from one of my rabbis that I go to, that I pray over here in Queens. He said this in one of his shiurim. He just, and it was months ago, like a long time ago. But I guess it just popped up in my head now. He just said, laugh, just laugh and laugh and laugh. I was like, okay, that's interesting. And I tried it back then, and it helped with some things. But over Rosh Hashanah, some things came up that usually... I would have been stressed. I would have been worried. I would have been, how could it be? No, it's Rosh Hashanah. This has to be a day like this and like this. I just started laughing, rub, And I broke through big time. Like big time, big time. Like I just saw salvations. My heat put a dude, went to
1: another level. And it was, it was, Baruch Hashem was beautiful. I'm very happy. I'm very happy. Rabbi Nachman of himself is saying that sometimes in great struggle, there is nothing that can cheer you up and take you like back to life, except for like trying to find a way to be happy. Like even like making like full of yourself, like doing some nonsense, like like, laughing, like forcing yourself to dance, forcing yourself to laugh. Because sometimes the chains are so heavy that there's no way out. Like in your mind, there's no normal way out. You have to act crazy like like running out from prison you understand like there are some situations that you need to pretend that you're sick you need to pretend that you're if you're really like in prison you need to act crazy sometimes like that's the way out it's it's normal
3: (laughs) 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 it's interesting i have a question about something that you said oh and also one thing that i also want to share with you i'm not going to share the details um, but I'm sure you're going to understand what I say just out of like modesty. I'm not going to share the details. Something happened to me on Yom Kippur, uh, two years ago that Rabbi Nachman wrote that if this happens, you have to have dirah, that you might not survive the year. God forbid, um, Baruch Hashem, I'm alive. And over this past Shabbat, I had a see, I made a sedah at synagogue, um, just for gratitude for Hashem giving me life for this thing. So that was also big, uh big thing for me to do i've been meaning to do it for a while now over this past year and it was good for me to make that happen um moreover
1: i wanted to share that i feel like it feels good um the, the main the main reason why you're sharing it is without you even understanding and knowing it is because but many people might go through the same thing like many people like even if it's in a different way by something else happened to them they also felt that they had a downfall on Yom Kippur and like that something went wrong like some person can be like upset with his wife some person can like be like mm, mm, like screaming God forbid on his child like a, a person can like wake up very late and not making it to synagogue at all. Like some, some like fail and drank something. It's like, who knows like, and then he will chase himself and oh, I messed up. I ruined my Yom Kippur is is like, it didn't atone for me. Now all this year, I I, I won't be forgiven. Like, and then you look back and you see that Hashem was with you. Even though that we have an ideal desire of or understanding of how we should serve hashem god works in mysterious ways like you you can plan your route uh, but the creator has ways of his own many thoughts in the heart of a person but the advice of hashem the the like the will of hashem is the one to stand up eventually all good so what was your question
3: My question is based on what you said. um, The story with Abraham. How Hashem told him something. And Abraham asked him a very simple question. How will I know? I feel like in a lot of your teachings, Rav, you say that you want, that Hashem wants us to speak to him like our best friend. He wants us to express our honest thoughts and our honest questions and our honest... um, you know, whatever's coming up in that moment. And now I don't want to have some type of blockage from talking to God, something honestly, because if that was something wrong that Abraham did, you know what if do you understand my question?
1: I do, but again, you saw what they did with Cindy, right? No, I I actually, took, I, I took her question. I took her question elsewhere. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm about to do the same with you and I'm, I'm going to explain to you why. Avraham Avinu, he is the root of our souls. We are small branches that came out of Avraham, right? So all the things that were in Avraham are in us let's say that you are now an apple and you came
0: let's just give it a second it seems like maybe he froze yes hello yeah so let's just wait one second
3: okay so it's not me
2: no not you david
3: okay (laughs) because it kept happening to me so i don't know if that was me or not but awesome okay
0: Okay, exactly he dropped right. off, so just let's give it a second and he'll rejoin.
3: Sure. Okay, meant great. to be.
0: Yes, that's right. Thank you, everybody, so much for your participation. Let's see. Let's give it a minute. He's going to be enjoying right now. Can
1: you hear me? Yeah. We had uh, the power went off in the house for less than a second, but it took out the internet, so.
3: Uh, Rav, you're muted.
1: I hope now it works. Yeah. Okay. So we had the, the the power went off for a second. And now I'm back. So can I answer? Can I continue? Please. Okay, so as an apple, all the DNA that is within you is the DNA that came out of the ancient first apple tree that brought your ancestors and you finally to the world so everything within you is actually Abraham so the situations that took place in the days of Abraham are the situations that are taking place in your life when you are in the aspect of Abraham when you are in the aspect of Yaakov Yaakov Avinu's situations are taking place in your life it's not that there are things that you can correct or fix or change. It is what it is, Abraham already fixed for you. You just need in the time of test to stay Abraham and not to become Avimelech or someone else. In every story in the Bible, or in the holy scripts of the sages, or the righteous ones in later generations, you can find yourself, relate yourself to one of the figures. In one of the stories, you're going to find yourself humble like Moshe. And God forbid, a person can find himself stubborn as Pharaoh. He can find himself holy and righteous as Yosef, And he can find himself like those sinners that wanted just to party for the pleasure and lust of of flesh. So the person should move himself from bad to good, to be on the good and positive side and not to be on the bad. So if you find yourself in a situation that in that situation, there is a downfall, try not to fall. Try to be on that side of the buildup of Avraham the corrections of Avraham try to relate yourself to the same things that you are already made of and not to let yourself fall into the imagination that you are made out of something negative because you're not
3: no my question was like Abraham was promised something good right like let's say right now I have a feeling or I have Uh, sensation that there's good stuff happening in my life there's good momentum um, my goals are moving in the right direction let's say and now in my personal conversation to Hashem I just start talking to him about the details you know what exactly am I supposed to do today to help it go forward in the right way you know what I mean or like how
1: like, it sounds just to me to like I, Maybe I'm still not understanding the question. It sounds to me like I already gave you the answer. It sounds to me, you're just like, what is confidence in Hashem? If you're counting on Hashem, kindness will surround you. So what do you need to do for kindness to surround you to count on Hashem? Okay. <laughs> There's no much to do. Now, if you're counting on Hashem, you should believe that kindness is surrounding you. You should relate yourself to the light. You don't need to make changes. Rabbi Nachman said, If you believe that you can spoil and ruin, so you should believe that you can fix. But if you don't believe that you can ruin, if you believe that Hashem is the one that is creating the world in the present time, So there's nothing to fix. (laughs) You are part of the process of correction. Like I said before to Cindy, stop telling yourself, what can I fix? How can I fix? You are already fixing. That's what you do with your life. You're all the time fixing. We are Ba'aleh we're all the time trying to come closer and closer to Hashem. So stop telling yourself that you are not and that you should. Because you are and you do. You do. Look at Elihu, sits with a great holy bookcase behind him now. He does not remembering that holy bookcase behind him. No, in his thoughts he's struggling, but he forgets where he came from and what he's doing with his life. Because that's our eyes, attacking and attacking and attacking and blaming and confusing us from our true identity. Your true identity is that you are a portion of godliness from above. And you're shining a godly light as a creation. As a descendant of Avraham, Yitzhak, and Yaakov, sarah, kar If you're Jewish, you're a son of Le'ah, You're a son of Yaakov, Like, there's nothing to do about it. You cannot fight with it. If you're from the tribes, you're one of the children of, of Yaakov. There is nothing that you can... Like, there, you are a Mandarin because you came out from a Mandarin tree. You're an apple because you came out of an apple tree. Now, you want to say, I'm not tasty. Okay, you like, I, it's not for you to judge, And okay. That's you're not what i enjoying your content. That's not what you're saying. So on private conversation, you're going to explain to me a little bit more.
3: No problem. Um, just okay. one more qu- quick question, if possible. Or is it too much?
1: When I said please, I meant please make it quick. <laughs> Take your time, but do it fast.
3: <laughs> um, okay. You spoke about Bali tshuva, that they should not bring up um, sins from their past. Let's say there right, are sins right. that I've done tshuva on already. Um, but what? I feel that I could do a deeper chuva.
1: What is uh, the question?
3: You, you said not to bring up specific things that from the past of a Baal Tshuva's life, right? Not um, to mention sin. Right. Is that for me not to mention it to someone else or for the bal Tshuva not to mention it himself in conversation to Hashem?
1: It's, a, it's on all cases. It's on all situations. You need not to remind the sinner of his violations. Even so in tshuva? If you, want, if you need to do chuva, it's not, mm-hmm. not to remind yourself of your violation. No, it's not. in. If you need to to remind yourself of your violation, to do chuva, so that's one thing. But if you are just reminding yourself of your violations and it's an aspect of self-blaming, chasing yourself, ah, that's no. a violation. That's the wrong way.
3: So but for you, tshuva, you should,
1: yeah you cannot remind him of his sins as if he is a sinner oh yeah i remember you you were dancing in those parties i remember you you were like a you didn't eat kosher i remember you like oh, for what look at him today he is eating kosher today he is acting way nicer to people like he is like really being polite and nice and kind so like why white river oh no 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 back then you were very rude like you were not nice for what it's only breaking his spirit thank no, you no i understand
3: i understand Good. i thought you meant just, like even in shuva you shouldn't bring up the details no. but
1: okay thank you so, so much
3: shana tova this should be the
1: greatest year of your life so far and only up from here amen for all of us. I mean, thank you so much.
0: Thank you. Um, I want to open it up to the group. Does anyone else have a question they're, they're holding that they would like to ask? Something they would like to get some clarity on? Okay.
2: Um, <laughs>
0: okay, I was submitted a question offline that I'm happy to share. Um, so somebody asks, you know, um, that we understand that, you know, it's true that because we're alive, that my our lives matter. But, you know, in the day to day, it can end up feeling sort of like really mired and just like staying afloat. What would you say, like, what can what can one be doing to be to feel more inspired, more purposeful in their day by day, little by little? What can be taken on, what to study to feel a growing sense of meaning in in our specific individual life?
1: So I, I feel that um that your question, that that question is helping me um, to be more precise with the answer I just gave to David and I will explain. Um, it's written, Ashre adam mekomo. Praiseworthy or happy is the person who knows, who recognizes his place. So now, what is that place? Usually in the world, like, so who is happy? Who is that praiseworthy? Who is that happy person? The one who recognizes his place, who knows his place. Usually in the world, people will say that to know your place is like you say to a person, hey, you should know your place. You should not talk to me that way. You should not enter into my room without knocking on the door first. Like, it's my room. Like, you should know your spot. Recognize your level. You're not Moshe abenu you're not the chief rabbi. You're not the righteous man. Like, please, like, put yourself back to your seat. But I interpret it in the exact opposite direction. Mekomo, his place is mekomo shel olam. Hashem is called makom. Baruchu, the blessed place is Hashem, because Hashem He contains the world, and the world cannot contain Hashem. The world is inside of Hashem. So Hashem is really the place of the place. So the world is really inside the place, that the place is Hashem. So, Adam Praiseworthy is the person who knows his place, is the person who knows his connection to Hashem, who knows his inner connection to the Maker. That is a happy person. That is a successful person. So if we want to be happy in our days, and not only to float and to survive and not to drown today as well, hopefully. So we need to remind ourselves of the good stuff, of the good points, of our godly portion, of our mission, of our intention, of our hope, of our desire, of, of, of our purpose. And any person should work on that on a daily basis to recognize his life mission and to be happy about it. To look at his amazing share, and what is our share? Adonai Amo. The share of Hashem is His people, which share Eloka The godly portion that is within us. That is the Chelak Eloka Adonai Vasuli mishkan, you build the temple. V'shachanti betocham, and I'm going to live inside of you. Hashem is, lives within us. If we will just understand what we're saying, the closeness of us to Hashem is is perfect. Is is undescribable. We cannot understand it to describe it. We cannot. It's too perfect. HaKadosh Baruchu and Am Yisrael and the Torah is is one unit. We are in unity, in oneness with the Maker. And that triangle cannot be cut. Any of its sides cannot be divided. There is no Am Yisrael without Torah. There is no Am Israel without Hakadosh Baruch Hu. There is no Hakadosh Baruch Hu without Torah. There is no Hakadosh Baruch Hu without Am Israel. There is no Torah without Am Israel. And there is no Torah without Hakadosh Baruch Hu. We're one. So it's only a matter of perspective. So for some people, the self-criticism and we're like going down on ourselves for so many years. We're so into it. Our great grandparents inherit that horrible legacy to us, to be so judgmental and toxic against ourselves, that we don't know how to, to break that chain, that pattern. So for some of us, it's going to be very hard to break that circle and to start judging ourselves favorably and recognizing good points in ourselves. And for some, it's going to be easier, but no one can exempt himself from this great responsibility and great mission. To find the soul of yours and to connect yourself and to recognize your inner connection to Hashem and to reveal your unity and oneness with Him and to nullify ourselves to Him, becoming one with Him. In our minds, you cannot change. okay, now I'm going to be one with Hashem. What? So they're not going to be a closet here. They're not going to be a wall over there. Like, wh- wh- how? How I'm gonna know I'm gonna start walking through walls to be one with Hashem. No, I can't. In my mind, I'll be one with the world, with what the Hashem is doing in his world. I will recognize my inner and endless connection to him if I recognize it or if I'm blind to see it. I will accept on myself that yoke of heaven. I will become one with him in my heart, in my mind. Bechol In all your ways, with all your heart, in all your with all your inclinations, with 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 all your might. And then after 120 years, you're gonna make it. <laughs>
0: Beautiful. Thank you. Um... Thank you. Yes. Okay. Bev. The truth
1: is that um, if it's a short question, I'm I'm gonna answer. But um, it's uh, for us. It's not a uh, five thirty.
2: Yes. Okay. okay Great.
0: Well, let's close with Bev. She rose her hand, so we'll we'll take this as our last question. Thank you
2: so much. Thank you. Real quick, what's the difference between Rav, Rabbi, Rabbi, Rabbeinu, all all those different?
1: When you said that it was just quick, the quick was on the question. There's no way to give a quick answer on that. But I I will tell you, though, that I I will somehow going to answer that, um, first of all, it's different customs. There might be that a person in a similar position in different communities will be called in a different name. Like, um, um, like, Sir and Master and and Lord, like different titles. It doesn't have to to be that the people who are calling in a certain name will know even what they're saying. Okay, It's it's a way of honoring a great personality, hopefully, so to speak, or someone who pretends to be a great personality, to honor him and to, to give him respect. Okay, it's a a title of respect to a person. Now, in different generations, there were different customs and different names and different customs been designed because of that legacy. In the root, in the beginning, there is a list in the Gemara, in the Talmud, um, that is explaining that there are different levels, that one is higher than the other of those titles. There is a a hierarchy, but that explanation is precise only to that way that the Gemara was written. It's because the Gemara was written in a very precise way, that when the Tanaim, when the Amoraim that wrote the Gemara wrote it, they wrote it in a certain way that we will be able to understand from the way that they wrote it the levels of the rabbis okay who of the rabbis was higher in his achievements and in his holiness than others and in what but today people are not using that and not sensitive and able to comprehend the differences and it's all very messed up so you can just uh, you can just call me dro ok Okay. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you, Bev. Thank you, everyone. I really enjoyed our wonderful uh, session this week. Um, And this week, we're also going to update our wonderful group and the people who will enjoy and have the merit to join us in the future um, with new programs that we're going to share and that we're going to enjoy. We're going to reach, I say, like, going to make it rich, richer, Richard. We're going to make it nicer. And um, and with more content and more activities for the group, we're going to have more than one Zoom meeting a week, hopefully. Of course, depends on the holidays and stuff like that. But um, in general, we're going to try to get into a um, higher level of activity and more occupied routine of classes and Zoom sessions. And we're going to try to give more to our wonderful um, friends, uh, first circles, uh, circle of uh, supporters and... Uh, and uh, it, It's really, I told you that in the past, it's really um, like, uh, a protecting ring for me to have you uh, spiritually around me. I, I'm in my worst weeks, in my worst days, worst worst hours. When I'm when I'm finally getting into this wonderful uh, Sunday meeting, it's a it's a life saving for me. Like it's a it's like an island in the middle of a very stormy ocean and um, if we're mentioning that so let's also say a prayer for our friends and um, relatives and all the people in florida and in all the rest of the world that are suffering now from the weather as well to say a prayer for their sake and for their great success and for them to recover from this uh, overwhelming weather craziness so mashem protect us all all israel and the whole wide world to to come back to great shape with great news and great happiness and great recovery and hopefully to have great news and wonderful wonderful holidays to restore our energies and to recharge our batteries and to bring us back to a place of true happiness and great success in our days and in the days of all our beloved ones. Amen. Thank you. And thank you, Hilary, for the great, great um, positive wind and spirit that you brought with you. And may Hashem bless us all in great success. Amen. Thank you. Amen.
0: Thank you, thank you, everyone, so much
1: for joining. We'll be in touch. Okay. This is Moshe Ekasuto. Glad you've been listening. The Emuna Project is a nonprofit dedicated to producing faith-based media like this podcast. To support our work and to see all our activities, books, and services, visit emuna.com. That's e-m-u-n-a-h.com. You can also connect with me on social media at ravdvor. For posts and updates, Chazaku Baruch, strength and blessing.